Hello and welcome to Say When, episode 23 of Very Raylo Podcast. Today I have a special guest with me. Uh, my normal co-hosts, Melissa and Frankie, are both off doing other things. And so Amel from the Rebel Alliance is with us. Welcome, Amel. Hello, thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. I, I am very excited. You're like a guest guest and and we, get, know. and we get to talk about something that we like and and yes. I, so Raylo. Talk yes. to us. Do we do we need to define this, do you think, for anybody? Yeah, why not? Just in case anyone was in any doubt as yeah. to what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Raylo is the dynamic between Kylo Ren and Ray, or Ben Solo and Ray, if that's your preference, yep. and um, any potential relationship that they may have. Um, does it have to be platonic or romantic? That's something we can discuss. But basically, Raylo is this sort of dynamic, and it has proven controversial in the fandom, at least a certain subset, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think it's... Um... It's definitely well. I think there's a sort of like a, um, a consensus that a relationship between them exists. I don't mm -hmm. think anyone, even those who who didn't like the Last Jedi, they won't deny that there's something there. Mm -hmm. um, but there seems to be um, some resistance to the idea that um, this thing has like a, a romantic end game, mm -hmm. and I think that uh, we believe that it does. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm based on what based on um the films and sort of ancillary material so i think there's exactly. enough evidence to suggest yeah I, I do too um you know i was <clears throat> talking on say when's last podcast and i made the comment um and i'm just kind of throwing this out there at you um i made the comment that the first trilogy had a star-crossed lovers romance right you had yeah you had Anakin and Padme, and they are star-crossed. They love each other, but they can never be together. And then yeah. we find out that the original trilogy's main romance is also star-crossed, right? Because yeah. in the end, Han and Leia aren't together. Like, we yeah. find that out. And, like, I just cannot imagine them ending the Skywalker saga with another star-crossed romance. That's just me, though. No. No, I, I can't imagine them ending um, the Skywalker saga with no Skywalkers either. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. No, exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's where this is heading. And um, I think, I, I also doubt that um, the Finn and Rose relationship is the sort of the main romance of the sequel yeah. it definitely is or it's the most sort of traditional right romance i guess right um but i think the relationship between um ben and ray is sort of has larger stakes for the entire saga and it's right. not just they're not just it's not just sort of a um a love story it's 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 all tied up in um the fourth storyline as well right so Right. Yeah. And so for me, there's there's a certain group that's like, oh, obviously she is going to be with Poe because at the end of The Last Jedi, <laughs> she says, I'm Ray," And he responds with, I know, which, of course, is that very famous line from Han and then from Leia with the I love you, I know. What do you think about that? Um, I think. No, I mean, I, I think that it would be very sort of poor storytelling if. um 
Well, it, it would be quite disappointing. I think it would be, you know, the writers pulling their punches if they put those two together. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made that, or like, I can sort of, there are people out there that are like, well, Ray doesn't need to be with anybody. Um, and it's like, <laughs> fine. But <laughs> also, yeah. why can't she be with someone? It's, it's, you know, it's a bit sad to sort of deny someone who's been alone for all this time an opportunity to love and be loved um right exactly yeah i know yeah so so i don't know i can't see um ray and poe being a thing i think that they would they seem to me that they would more like butt heads more than anything mm-hmm. i feel like their relationship would be um like yeah i don't know i could see them being good friends but mm-hmm. um it's just there's no room or time for the, for them to develop that mm-hmm. storyline, and it mm-hmm. was very tacked on. Mm-hmm. Um, but and also the I think it was more. I know people think when he said "I know" it was a callback to the Han and Leia mm-hmm. scene in Empire. I I, I read it as, um, you know, the fact that she isn't nobody mm-hmm. or she's, she's somebody to um, the resistance, and mm-hmm. that's. And that's important and it was a sort of a positive way to end uh that journey mm-hmm. for her or just that small journey in in the last jedi mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i think she's more interested in bb-8 than she is in poe but right and honestly I think, I think bb-8 is the love of poe's life but that's another sort of story for another time maybe i don't know exactly um yeah that's a whole the podcast yeah um you know the other thing is i've read excerpts from the poe comics i'm not a huge comic book reader but i've read excerpts from the poe comics and it seems like their relationship that has developed over the time between the last jedi and what is going to be episode nine it does not read romantically at all like he's talking to her he's like oh yeah yeah, we're torture buddies and she's like uh yeah sure torture buddies that that, really that that's your play dude that's not that's worse than i love sand i mean Uh, i I, or i hate sand whatever that line was try to block it out but um and and then there was another scene and maybe i'm just again i'm not seeing all of it but he's talking about crashing uh spaceships and she's like i don't crash spaceships like and she just is like i don't i just don't get the feeling that they have a connection per se like um like she does with ben sorry not sorry um no no, i think i think it's the reason why we feel that way is because not because we don't want it to happen but because there isn't anything there to pick up on mm -hmm. um i think it was a case of they needed to formally introduce these two characters. Mm, true. And true. And that was the opportune moment because they're both on the ship and she's obviously been reunited with BB-8. Um, I mean, even though you sort of do see them in the same, I guess, um, like, sh- okay, at the end of Force Awakens, I think there are some shots where they're they're together, but there's they're, they've never really and, and, interacted. And, exactly. And, if you read the novelization, they introduced each other yeah. or they were introduced to each other. Yeah. But the general audience doesn't read the novelization, right? They may be by the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I'm not general audience. I don't think you're general audience either. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's one of those things where we just, 
I don't know. That that moment wasn't for us, right? Not really. That yeah. introduction. Yeah. And um, yeah. I want to say it was on Scavenger's Horde. Do you listen to Scavenger's Horde, that podcast? I've listened to them in the past, yeah. They really, really, they do fantastic work with regards to analyzing and all that stuff. But they made the point, and I think it was there immediately post The Last Jedi podcast, when they said that that I Know line was sort of like acknowledging the legend of Rey. Like he'd heard exactly. of her, and and that made yeah. like to me that was a really good way to put it, as opposed to yeah. the romantic implications of "I love you, I know," and yeah, and, and uh, Empire Strikes Back, and and in in the last in the Return of the Jedi too, right? Yeah. So, um, I really I, I'm with I'm with you on that, but yeah, I've seen quote unquote Damaray out there that oh no 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 she's obviously <laughs> better. and and it's it's kind of funny because people protest that oh Ben is too old for her yet Poe is older than Ben and I'm like older I don't ben. Yeah, yeah I'm not I, following I, I, I that that's the <laughs> argument for um yeah I, I think it's you can believe that Ben is too old for her but yeah. it doesn't erase the the fact that they've set up or at the very least you know these two actors have in very intense sort of chemistry mm-hmm. and you know decisions it's, I, I think a lot of people I don't know think that films are made in a vacuum it's like no if you see it on screen it's because it's meant to be there mm-hmm. um it doesn't it's you know it's, it's not an accident that um mm-hmm. that they've they've sort of like um le- sort of lent into that performance and mm-hmm. and highlighted it and um continue to point to it and continue to wink nudge us mm-hmm. um they're not they're not trolling us, you know I mean, the whole right. of lucasfilm and disney and star wars and everyone involved is trolling the audience with this i think it's to me it's very very obvious and um maybe it's because i am involved in the star wars fandom i don't know but i think it's it's obvious to a general audience as well um mm. that that's where we're heading right um I had a question and then it just went flying out of my head because that is what happens when you get to be my age. Um, so <laughs> let's go back to our notes and then maybe, maybe it'll come back to me. Yeah. Um, okay. So I definitely identify myself as a Raylo and I am a post TFA Raylo. What about you? I think I was on board from the start in the sense that I, um, I, I, didn't go into the Force Awakens looking for who, what two characters are they going to set up to mm-hmm. to have a romantic relationship. I think just based on the promotional um, sort of output for the Force Awakens, I thought it's like if someone said, "Oh, you know, who who would you think before you go in would end up together?" I probably would have been like, "Well, we're seeing a lot of Ray and Finn, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. would," but that's based on nothing, you know. Um, but then after the film, I think it was very very clear that their relationship was platonic mm-hmm. and that there was just a tension between, um, you know, Ben and Ray, especially in the interrogation scene and um, the fight in the forest and obviously what they're calling the bridal carry. Mm-hmm. Um, put that together, you know, I, I think after that, I was like, well, if anything is, if she was going to get with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be him or no one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right, right, yeah, right. And, yeah. It's not to say it's gonna be like um, 
you know, a, a sort of sweeping romance. It's obviously the story that they're trying to tell here is, is very different and, and mm-hmm. um, sort of more complex than that. But yeah, that's where, that's where the, there was like just a, a pull between them. It just felt like, you know, it was obvious that's the story that they were concentrating on. It felt like that was the A story in mm-hmm. the sequel tree. And mm-hmm. the fourth storyline is really focusing on those two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's something going on here. Yeah, that's interesting. I, okay, and so just a little bit of backstory. I'm going to maybe ask you a question. Let me just a little bit of backstory for you. Although I think our my listeners already know this. I am originally an original trilogy fan. So yeah. when I was watching this, I had a very difficult time forgiving Ben Solo for killing his father. And I remember yeah. being on the phone yeah. with Frankie uh, probably two, yeah. three months after the movie came out. Heck, it might have been a little bit longer than that. And saying yeah. to him... If they are going to redeem Kylo Ren, that's going to be one hell of a redemption arc. And yeah. and he was like, yeah, 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 totally agree, kind of thing. And yeah. I was not sure they were going to do that. I didn't, I didn't at that moment think they were going to do that. But I had seen The Force Awakens a lot. Like I saw it four yeah. times in the theater, and then I got the DVD immediately, and I just kind of watched it a lot. And there was yeah. something that I was missing, and I could not point my finger to it because I was very much in the camp of, okay, well, Ray's got to be somebody. Ray's got to sure. be somebody. She's She's got to be Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter or maybe Luke's daughter or something like that. And I just was in that mindset. I couldn't get out of it. And then finally, J.J. Abrams made a comment at like a, a fan event where like a 12 year old asked him who's where yeah. his parents were and, or something along those lines. And he said, well, his, her parents weren't yeah. in the movie. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's not a Skywalker. And then, <coughs> you know, he backtracks like the next day he says, Oh, I just meant that they yeah. weren't an integral part. But I was like, no, wait, no, she's not a Skywalker. If she's not a Skywalker, that changes everything. And, sure. um, and I had had friends coming out of, the Force Awakens being like, oh, those two, they're totally a couple. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And and so I started, <laughs> I started doing research because research is what I do. And, yeah. and I started watching some of the videos on YouTube that were like Raylo centered. And I was like, oh crap, I have embarrassed myself as an English major. I miss all of these <laughs> things. My only excuse is I've been teaching history for years. I cannot... <laughs> But you know what? Maybe these people are lying to me. Let me go watch The Force Awakens again. And so I went and watched The Force Awakens with Raylo goggles yeah. on. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Everything that did not make sense to me suddenly made sense. Yeah. It was just, I was like, crap. How did I, what the? Yeah, I was really kind of mad at myself that I'd missed it all. But um, so I would say probably six to eight months ahead of the release of the last Jedi, I was firmly in the Raylo camp and, but I mean, and I was never, it was a good time to be as well. I think. Yeah. And then when that trailer dropped and he held out his hand, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I wish my husband had been recorded because he was watching me and just rolling, laughing. He he thought that was hilarious because I was just, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, (laughs) I don't know. I was one of those people. Like when that trailer came out, a lot of um, sort of the people that I know that were Star Wars fans were like, "Yeah, it's you know, it's like, oh, it's a trailer. Don't believe anything um, they tell you. It's like mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. The, those scenes are obviously different." Um, and I was like, 
no, yeah, those scenes are different. But I don't think I don't think they're telling a lie here. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he genuinely is putting his hand out mm-hmm. to her. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I was and I was like, well, I don't know. I think it was. It almost got to the point where it's like it's. It was nearly on the nose. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. you can't. Ref- that's it. There's, it's all out there now. Surely mm-hmm. we could just all enjoy the ride, but yeah, no, we all know how that turned out, and it's it's been yeah, which is why I have a podcast. <laughs> so, right, well, because and, yeah, and I wonder, I have often wondered if the yeah. response to um, Empire Strikes Back was divisive as well, but there wasn't an online community to like really scream about it. No, and I kind of think it was. <laughs> Yeah, based on I've I've done some reading on this, and um, there there are if you look online, there are sort of um, like articles written and and like retrospectives written about when Empire came out, and there were a lot of um, sort of fans that you know it it took them a while to to sort of accept that film as mm-hmm. the sort of sequel to A New Hope, just because of um, how. Like, I think going in, a lot of fans probably expected a sort of a, you know, like a really jolly, mm-hmm. um, like, rollicking ride, much like Star Wars was. Mm-hmm. And that film did not go that way at all. No. And, exa- and I think at that point as well, fans would have had, they did, they, you know, it sort of ended on a cliffhanger. The um, heroes were all separated, you know, mm-hmm. Han is in carbonite shipped mm-hmm. off to Jabba the Hutt it, it was just like it was it's absolute downer mm-hmm. um but and people are like oh this doesn't this isn't Star Wars where's the uh you know mm-hmm. the sort of the nice where's the victory triumphant the... ending yes, yes exactly where's the throne room where's the the shot where everyone's all together and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that and and that that's that is the last Jedi and I, I you know it's the it's chapter two of a a three chapter story or well, in this case it's a nine chapter story and we're yeah but it's the dark middle of this trilogy yeah yeah and i think that a lot of people actually coming out of the last Jedi said it tied up too much um though i know like where we how where is this gonna go and i think a lot of that was <laughs> because they luke died and they killed snoke so right. they couldn't see past they were like, oh, okay, well, sure, this surely that's the, that's what would have happened in episode nine. Yeah, and or maybe they expected that's where it was going in episode nine. It's like, well, this is far more interesting now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's forced mm-hmm. JJ's hand, and it's like so he can't just go and make a Return of the Jedi, you know, Esk, Mark Two. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to have to do something else here. Yeah, and. <laughs> I remember the morning after I saw The Last Jedi, I got a telephone call from Melissa, one of my other co-hosts, yeah. and she's like, well, can we agree that, that Ben and, uh, or that Kylo and Ray are over? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, not, not at all. Uh, that, that's yeah. not what that meant at all. And, and I think, again, part of that has to do with, you know, again, I mean, that English major did kick back in at a certain point. Like my professors were not incompetent. Yeah. That did kick back in. Um, and I just was like, no, no, not at all. That's not what that means. So I think we're going to have to figure out, or we're going to figure out very quickly what it does mean, um, going forward. So, all right. So you, you said that the TFA sold you on Raylo. Was it the interrogation scene that did it? Um, the interrogation scene was when I noticed, I, 
I thought that the the tension there was sexual. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. what I read into. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think, oh, that something would happen there or in that film, mm-hmm. but it just it felt like there was something there, and the fact that I was seeing it meant it was deliberate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, it's like if they do a take where it was like, oh, okay, this is is the it's a bit too intense where we, we can't, that's not where we're going with this. We're going to have to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, this is in the film. So, I mean, they want us to read into this more than, you know, just he's trying to get information out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I think that's backed up by the um, Force Awakens um, director's commentary. Yes. Know, uh, yes. Yeah. Where JK yes. is, is, you know, he does, um, they're going to have a scene. very interesting relationship going forward. Exactly. Oh, really? Tell me more. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me more. You know, what he could have said, you, know, you know, I think they choose their words very carefully. You They're, could hear um, him choosing you know, his words very carefully. Well, yeah. And, yeah, he, you know, he was he like, would... oh, talking about Ray and the fairy tale imagery of the forest and saying that she's like yeah. a princess. And then when, when Kylo Ren takes his mask off, oh, and here's Kylo Ren looking like some sort of a prince. What else exactly. am I supposed to take from that? You know, I think if I had yeah. not been a Raylo prior to hearing, seeing that, and I, I, and I was, but once I got my hands on that, I would have been anyway, because that yeah. to me is just so on the nose to borrow a, to borrow a phrase. Yeah. Um, so I, I really think that that's, um, I think that's important stuff that, and you're right, they, they put it in for a reason like they didn't just yeah sure that'll sit um, exactly we're not we're not watching um something play out on the street where it's it's live and and mm-hmm. unedited and unfiltered or whatever this is a very carefully put together piece of cinema mm-hmm. and it involves a lot of people and i think a lot of people forget that jj abrams is the original star wars fanboy mm-hmm. he you know and he understands Mm-hmm. that Star Wars he has an he has a, a sort of a good read on what Star Wars is mm-hmm. and its cultural impact and he understands that it is essentially a fairy tale it's um you know Star Wars is our myth the way mm-hmm. like uh, sort of um you know the Greek mythology exists mm-hmm. this is like our our version of that and, right, and exactly. every generation every few generations you have a new way of telling the same stories mm-hmm, exactly and, and star wars is that so as a side note this is it it, it, it came back to me what i was going to ask you do you sure. think that they did a chemistry test with daisy ridley and adam driver oh um for I like an audition Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, um, only because I'm not one of the I'm one of those people that genuinely believes that you know Kathleen Kennedy, JJ, I mean, the people intimately involved knew how this was going to end when mm-hmm. it started. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think it's you know the way they a lot of people are like oh because um, they're like. Ryan Johnson was able to do what he wanted. It's like they have no idea what they're doing. They don't know what's going on. They're just making it up as they go along. It's like no, they they know where this is going, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that there's there's a lot of room to play with in the middle on how to get there. You know what? I, 
he says, I didn't, you know, no one told me what I had to do, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I think he watched The Force Awakens. And yeah. that interrogation scene, he said it himself, was very important to him. And he saw that. I don't think anybody yeah. had to tell him where it was going. No, he just already no, knew. Think, yeah. He just exactly. already knew. So He took the ball and ran with it. Right. Maybe <laughs> a little further Jedi. than J.J. had thought he'd run. Um, oh, he went a lot further than a lot of people thought mm-hmm. he would. In the, in the fandom, or, or sort of Raylo oh, yeah. um, fans, a lot of, yeah. I know a lot of them afterwards were like, well, that was sort of a lot more explicit than I ever thought it would be. It was. Um, it was. I was like, oh, if we just get a couple lines that I can just point to and just, I, yeah. I mean, man, that'd be great. Something that just can give me some food to last to the last one. And yeah. then he just like, here's a feast. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it, they I, touched hands across, <laughs> across the universe and over a fire. I mean, that's like hand fasting, yeah. right? I mean, this is like, they got married. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but no, of course, one is going to kill the other. That's yeah. obviously yeah, obviously. We we did that. we did have uh, say when did have a view or a listener who who felt like that relationship. Um, he read it as platonic, even after the okay. last Jedi, and and I was like, I don't see that. So I went back and I found some receipts, and um, and Ryan Johnson had made the comments, some comments about that and, and how it was not intended to be platonic at all, that it was not familial, yeah. that no. it was as close to a sex scene in Star Wars is ever going to get kind of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and the other thing that he said about the, the speech in the throne room where Kylo Ren is yeah. like, join me, please. He said he made the comment that... Um, it was like he was, yeah, sure he was manipulating her in a way, but it was like that was that was Kylo Ren's version of Julia Roberts' speech in Notting Hill. I'm just a, I'm yeah, just a yeah. girl asking a boy to love her, and it's like that's not that that that's not platonic. No. Th- these people no. are not related, and and JJ I think has said very clearly time and again that he was not a fan of that whole incest thing that happened with the original trilogy um and so i just cannot imagine that jj's gonna back away yeah from her not being related it's just not gonna yeah and i think these these characters and this story is you know um jj started it like if anyone Mm -hmm. is like to if you want to point the finger it's mm-hmm. not Ryan Johnson. Yeah. It's that JJ Abrams. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I think that, especially when there's a, there's so much stuff that's going on in the background as well that put it all together, it becomes, um, you know, it's like futile to sort of like deny that there is sort of something going on. And mm-hmm. I know that um, when they were, so they were all, obviously always wanted. Adam Driver to play that mm-hmm, part, but mm-hmm. there was a point when they weren't sure that he would accept the role, mm-hmm. um, and so they had to audition um, people just in case that he he turned Eddie it Redmayne, down. Right? Yeah, so I think it was Eddie Redmayne. Um, bless him, he he did admit that he, he it was one a terrible audition, and I think that's quite funny. But yeah. he was like, they made me um, so they had to because obviously they at that point it's all very secretive, and they didn't want to give people parts of the script. So they made him read uh, as Mr. Darcy from um, Pride and Prejudice. And <laughs> Darth Darcy. Get, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know how much more, 
obvious you can get. But I guess it's like, you know, J.J. Abrams can come out and say, yeah, uh, these two, you know, they're in love, guys, you know. And I think there'll be people that will... um, Still reject it. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, it's like, it's that's that's fine. That's on you. (laughs) You're going to be very disappointed. December then. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I have been told that if it doesn't happen, that I'll be very disappointed. And, and, and you know what? That's true. I'm a bit of a ride or die Raylo at this point. I think I, yeah. I have to just, I'll just, I'll just warm it up and admit it. I'm a ride or die Raylo. Um, you know, you yeah. mentioned that you don't necessarily think that their relationship is going to hit the same beats as previous Star Wars couples. What were you thinking about yeah. there? So I think that, um, so the, the sort of canon relationships in the um, sort of St- Skywalker saga, so in the release films, are Anakin and Padme, mm-hmm. Han and Leia. Yeah. And now, I guess, I guess you can say um, Finn and Rose. Mm-hmm. And those relationships, I guess Anakin and Padme um, is very obviously a doomed, like, like you said, star-crossed lovers um, relationship. Mm-hmm. And going into the prequel trilogy, I think the sort of... Uh, the vast majority of the audience, if you're familiar with Star Wars, watching that, you know how that ends before it begins. Yeah. Um, so it's tragic, but yeah. it, you know, Ray and um, Ben, on the other hand, I think that um, their relationship has probably greater stakes for the saga as a whole. Whereas Han mm. and Leia, it was it was more. I don't know. I don't want to say side story because I feel like that might be a little bit unfair to their relationship, but essentially it was. It, it was, was like their relationship was a focus of the original trilogy or of, you know, those films. And I think, you know, Star Wars has like a um, like a tradition where it's like in the second film of a trilogy, uh, the sort of a couple shares a kiss. And we've had that now in, in all three trilogies. And I think that is a beat where it, um, Ray and Ben have missed that. But I think it's because the story that they're telling the fact that their relationship will end up being romantic is, is um, almost secondary to the fact that they are, I think they're setting this up for together. They will Mm. sort of bring balance to the force. And I think that's where um, we're going with it. And within that, they will find belonging in each other, Mm. presumably. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's what I feel like they're set up, especially in the last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so it doesn't feel like a traditional um, sort of love story in the sense that, you know, Mm -hmm. they have those like romantic beats. But um, yeah, it feels like it's more than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I like that about that relationship that it's it's sort of bigger than, you know, will they have a a kiss at the end of this film? Mm -hmm. What do you think they will have? Um. Yeah, I can definitely see um, sort of a kiss in episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if their relationship, the sort of the romantic aspect of their relationship remains implied as opposed to explicit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that would be, I feel like, the sort of, they would have pulled their punches a little bit in that. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, I wouldn't. I, I sort of. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Yeah. But I think if I was a if I was a, a, a betting woman, then I would say it's episode nine. This is like a forty-five odd year story. You know, if Carrie Fisher 
told Daisy Ridley she's going to have to have a space kiss, she's going to have to have a space kiss. You're and not, it's not wrong. Really You're not wrong. And it's not going to be with Finn. So, right. yeah. Right. It's, sorry, right. guys. It's going to be with Ben. <laughs> yeah, and that was one thing, too. People... The other thing that convinced me that Ray was not a Skywalker was that um, yeah. Pablo Hidalgo tweeted out something, and this has been a couple years back now. He tweeted out, he said, Kylo was the Skywalker from the sequel trilogy. Was that not clear? And yeah. and he didn't say Kylo was a Skywalker. He said Kylo was the Skywalker. Yeah. And this is where the importance of an article, right? A versus the, and I was like, Oh crap. Yeah, no, that's right. (laughs) You know, it's very clear that, that Ray's not a Skywalker. And, um, and, um, there's also this argument, which I, which I find kind of spurious and may, it may actually be just a joke, but, Oh, Ben's not a Skywalker. He's a solo. Okay, really? Because then you're completely saying that Leia's bloodline doesn't count and she because she's the mom. Yeah. So it's only yeah. the name that matters. To me, I look at that and I'm like, nuance. That's ridiculous. No. Like, I'm not even no. giving that up the time of day as an argument. But yeah. it, it does give people like Oscar Isaac possible deniability when he's doing an, an interview and they say, oh, is this the end of the Skywalker? He's like, yeah, it's the end of the Skywalker saga. So it kind of opens it up to maybe there's a solo saga, you know. 10 years from yeah. now. Um, I think the Skywalker saga is, um, that's all it is. It's not the end of the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that ultimately Star Wars is a story of, um, you know, hope and love and, and family and redemption. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's made by a sort of a media conglomerate who, let's face it, uh, you know, they want to make money. And yeah, they want they're very all of our money. <laughs> exactly. And I think what, you know, I, I, I don't think it's silly to say that they really do probably think about the rewatchability of these things. And it's like, it would feel like they've done a massive disservice to what's come before to sort of end the story saying that there's no way that this character, after all that he's been through, is going to, can survive Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you can have Ben survive and just not make episode 10. That's mm-hmm. possible. I, j- I just don't see Disney closing the door on, yeah, on that possibility. And that doesn't so, make sense for me either. Um, yeah. That would be the biggest shock, I think. Right. If, if they kill him, I think that would be... Yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I, at this point, I'd happily put money on him um, surviving. Yeah, I think I can nine. see them killing him, but him not dying, him not staying dead. Yeah, uh, I, was, I, can, no, I was telling, I was telling Tim, I was like, I, there'll be a fake out death for yeah. Ben. I could see, there'll I could see a fake. kiss of life thing. Sure, that you see at the end of so many fairy tales, that you see at the end oh, of Beauty and the Beast, and and this one yeah. to me, this is screaming Beauty and the Beast from yeah. the forest and the you're a monster. Yes, I am. Yeah. This is Beauty and the Beast, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so for me, that's... And, and you know what? Him becoming... I mean, they're hitting all the, right, all the right beats for Beauty and the Beast to me. And they're hitting him at the right time. In my yeah. head, they're hitting him at the right time. So now we're entering the last third of the fairy tale where the Beast yeah. truly is redeemed. 
And yeah. um, to me, that's to me that's uh, interesting. Um, and and I could just see that as a thing that happens. Um, but you know, I, I agree with you. I don't see necessarily them hitting like the the Starcross lovers thing that you see with Anakin and Padme. And it's just it was so obvious, like because it's a prequel, you know how Vader has to end. And I don't know yeah. if you remember the marketing for the Phantom Menace, but the poster that stuck with me the most from that marketing was young Anakin and, and he's in the, the shadow of Vader behind him. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, that, yeah. I, I remember that very clearly. And, um, I, I think I, I talk about that poster all the time as like, you know, just sort of top notch marketing. Yes. Um, yes. and yeah, I, it's, and the fact that we still talk about it 20 years on or 21 years on or whatever is, is yeah. testament to that. It's, yes. um, but I don't think anyone going into um, sort of any Star Wars fans going into the prequel trilogy uh, sort of had any doubt that, you know, Padme would survive it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, I, I the other thing that that kind of hit me was that. um and I've heard this theory before, and I've kind of gotten obsessed with it, that Palpatine, like, stole the last of Padme's life force to keep Vader alive. And I, I have a theory, actually, yeah. You have? Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I guess it's because I'm a mom, and I cannot, in my head, think to myself, I'm having a kid, and I'm just going to die. Just going to give up and die. Like, that. that's not how that works for me. And and so maybe I'm self-inserting a little too much, but Padme is this really strong woman and this really strong character, and it just doesn't work in my head for her just to, there's still light in him. Well, if if she still thinks that, then she's not going to just give up, you know? No. That's just not, that, no. that runs counter to who I think Padme is. And so it, my headcanon is that theory, and I just have accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> and and even okay. if, even if it's not true, I'm still gonna say that that's what happened in my head. Um, but uh, uh, we're tangenting, and that's okay. All right. Um, so uh, and then Han and Leia to me are a much more um, okay. So Anakin and Padme, force user, non force user. Yeah. Then you've got Leia and Han two non-force users not that leia doesn't have the force but she doesn't actively use the force in the way that you see yeah. her father do and the way you see her brother do and yeah. and when she does actively use it you get an outcry in the fandom oh my god she couldn't have used it <laughs> okay so to me it makes sense to have a couple that is force user and force user it's like to me yeah Ben and Ray are almost a correction of Anakin and Padme so that the force has made, as Snoke says, has made her his equal. And it's that equality that makes, because Padme and Anakin can never quite be equal, you know, because she's got all this political power and she's got all this power in the world beyond the force and his yeah. power is within that force realm. And so here you've got these two that are both powerful in the force. And yeah. I think Ben is going to be a little bit like the political cartoon or the cartoon of the dog that chases the car and then catches it. Now what are you going to do with it? Like, yeah. I feel like he's going to, he's caught the car and now he's like, okay, what do I do with it now? 
oh, yeah. oh crap, what do I do now? Like, this is not... And you read Bloodline? Claudia Grace Bloodline? Yes. Okay. And and so when someone says to Leia, would your son be interested in being the, you know, the head of beer? And she's like, no, that's not his jam. Yes. Nobody knows you like your mama. And I... I can't imagine him being happy as Supreme Leader either. Like, I think he's going to want Ray back. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I think I think um, sort of Ben's story is um, certainly uh, with Ray's the sort of um, the most interesting and, and the um, in the sequel trilogy and, like, it's probably the most well-done aspect of the sequel trilogy. I think that's why a lot of his character is... is so popular and so talked about mm-hmm. um because he does he does sort of like ask a lot of questions of us and i think a lot of people who um are sort of ben demptionists and and, and i definitely am mm-hmm. um Same. you know we do have, yeah I, f- I feel like i'm constantly um I'm like his defense attorney or something yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah so, but but he killed his dad and it's like well you know you you can't have a redemption arc without doing terrible some bad shit. And, well, but the, and I think that he, his redemption didn't start until he, he, he did that. Um, well, but that's the other thing, though. You said it yourself. This is mythology. This is mythology yeah. for a modern age. And, and patricide is a very mythological kind of thing. But what it he did... Yeah, and what he did not do was kill his mother. Like, you don't no. come back from killing your mom, but you yeah. do come back from killing your dad, right? That you can do. Yeah. But he, he, not only does he not kill his mom, he's devastated when it appears yeah. that it happened. And he had thought right. to himself, oh, God, if I had realized they were going to fire those, I could have stopped them. Like, he would have stopped yeah. that bolt. So, oh, yeah. my heart. I think, I think... I know, and I think it's important to remember how um, the sort of the scene between Han and, and Ben was framed. I mean, he mm. he kills him, but Han's sort of final act living is to you know sort of put his hand on his son's face, and that is a very forgiving gesture. Yeah, to forgive exactly, him. and and it's also very important that um, Ray witnessed that as well because no one can accuse no one can accuse her of not going into that relationship. Um, you know, with sort of like closed eyes, she knows exactly what happened, and she confronts him about it in right. in the Last Jedi. And if Ray, having witnessed that, can sort of still see the good in him, and um, sort of still, it's like the I, I just I find it baffling that you know people think that Ray is going to kill Leia's son. Like, <laughs> it's just bizarre. It's I... just, even with. Even if they you look, you, you sort of ignore the sort of relationship they've built up between those two over two films. Like yeah. the idea that even any anyone would just, it's like Leia would would just sort of accept that, or or be mm-hmm. like, or even you know, Force Ghost Luke, sort of hanging about saying, yeah, sure, he's he's a douche, kill him. No, it's it's not. But I mean, that would be paying attention to Star Wars. I think. I mean, and and that's the other thing, right? I mean, she says, I know my son. Leia says, I know my son is gone. Immediately. Immediately, yeah. Luke says, no one's ever really gone. And um, a friend of, or a friend of mine from high school, very smart man, like super smart man, was yeah. like, oh, you don't come back from that, from mom saying, you know, my son's never really, or my son's gone. And I was like, the next line 
is no one's ever really gone. I mean, so you have that. And so she has this moment of despair. And yet Luke immediately says to her, no, 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 no. Don't despair. He's not really gone. So to me, that speaks to the hope that is Star Wars. And Leia, in that moment, she's at at her lowest point. Mm -hmm. And a lot of characters get to their lowest point in The Last Jedi, and that was hers. That was the point, too, right? Yeah, she's completely Mm -hmm. defeated in that moment. But And then Luke saying no one's ever really gone and, you know, handing her Han's dice is... That is, that's it. She's hopeful again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that encompasses the fact that she's, uh, you know, and I know that it's expanded upon in um, the novelization of The Last Jedi. And then a lot of people are like, well, if it's, you can't point to the novelization for evidence of things that's not seen in the film. And so I don't think it's, I don't think it's a sort of an added scene mm-hmm. in the novel. It's not in the film. What it does is it gives you a, sort of a bit more of an insight into Leia's thinking in that moment where she's handed mm-hmm. the dice mm-hmm. and it's just in case people haven't made that connection it's the fact that she gets the dice so she knows that Ray made it to Luke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he's on the Falcon and she's like well maybe Ray it's like hope is not lost because we have Ray and that means that Ben might not be lost because we have Ray and if that's Leia's mindset in that moment then as an audience we're not, it's not our story to tell. We're along for the ride. And, um, you know, I'm going to be right there with Leia when her, her son, you know, gets saved or saves himself or however that Please. resolves itself. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have this thought that they live and die together. By they, I mean Ray and Ben. Sure. Is that, I, I, maybe it's a little nihilistic, but then again, I think they're both going to live together, so it's not nihilistic. But I don't think that Ray's can, like, if we're going for balance, which is what yeah. this trilogy to me seems to indicate. Because in the first, yeah. the dark ones, and the second, the light ones, and I call Luke kind of an unreliable narrator in The Last Jedi because he says, for yeah. many years there was balance. And I was like, except there wasn't. Right. Because no. the dark side is not fully represented. And yeah. and so for me, even looking at uh, the last or the, the first Jedi, the prime Jedi mosaic really yeah. to me just focuses in on this idea that balance is what we're trying to achieve. And balance does not mean that light side Jedi balance means accepting the dark within and accepting the light within. And I feel like these two are sort of the embodiments of of son and daughter, except not siblings. Yeah. And son no, and daughter no. from Mortis trilogy, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think uh, for sure, and I think that um, the they need to sort of they can't just they need to wrap up the um, like the sort of four story um, and Jedi storyline because you can't just have every sort of 10 years every 30 years um like one side rises up an imperial power takes over it's it's, we we can't keep telling the story over and over again and i think this is a good point to sort of resolve it and i think the Mm. best way to resolve it is to say neither side got it right Mm. and through the two characters and through their um you know coming together and and um their sort of their failures they've they've muddled through and they've figured it out and mm. that's not, you know, 
that's not all the uh, the saga ends with Ben and Ray setting up a grey Jedi Academy. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. Me personally, I think that they both abandon um, any sort of formal force like label. Um, hmm. Personally, I think that uh, I think Ben grew up wanting to be his dad, and I think that there's something quite you know sort of poetic about his story ending where it's like he can't sort of integrate himself back into society because of what he's done but he can go out there and and sort of um you know try and do good as an outlaw like his dad and that's a a sort of a nice um, continuation of his father's legacy because you know it it would be quite sad for for han to have to or his legacy to just sort of like disappear with him on star killer bait mm-hmm. um so yeah so that's how i see his story ending mm-hmm. and i think i wouldn't be surprised if if ray who to be honest has not really shown an interest in becoming a jedi she's just mm-hmm. shown an interest in in figuring this whatever is happening out and, mm-hmm. and figuring a place in 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 the world and she wants to belong and you know she that wants a family. Is, exactly. And I think that is more important. And I think yeah. then um, at the end of it, wearing the robes and going through the, you know, um, the forms or whatever and, and having and having that life. And I think Star Wars has moved on from that. And that's not to say that we're never going to see that again in, in um, the films or books. And obviously we are. And, and there's still opportunity to tell those stories. But if you want to really tie up the uh, Skywalker saga and you want to tie up sort of the eight films previously then it seems to me that this is the 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 sort of the ending that makes the most sense um while sort of having yeah it just feels like the the sort of the the most satisfying resolution Mm -hmm. and to all this and of course bringing back hayden christensen Yes. I thought, well, you know, he's been announced for Star Wars Celebration, which I don't feel like is a spoiler or yeah, anything. He's just going to be at Star Wars Celebration. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, he's wasn't cool. Yeah, yeah. And so he's turning up at Star Wars Celebration, and I have to wonder if that means that he potentially could be making a bit of a cameo in the final one. And I would like, I mean, Frankie gave me kind of a hard time last time about force ghost or whatever. But, I mean, we do know that Anakin is a force ghost. And so, yeah. and, I, I really feel like he could play a pivotal role in sort of educating Ben on what yeah. Ben maybe should be taking from his legacy instead of what Ben yeah. has been taking because of his exposure to Snoke. And and I think, too, Luke is probably going to be a bit of a troll, a Force Ghost troll, but that's fine. Yeah. You know, if, if anyone deserves to be trolled, it's Ben. Um, and, and I think that's an important thing for people to understand that most Raylos don't think that Ben should just get off scot-free. I think, I think we all feel like Ben needs to suffer for what he's done. He needs to understand what he's done. And I think in some ways what you're saying, potentially him like leaving afterward and trying to be his own man and maybe not having the force as the center of his life. Yeah. um, Because he did, he he always, um, based on sort of the, um, his depiction in um, like the books, Mm-hmm. and stuff uh, so the ancillary material he's always rejected that part and, and they they make a point of saying that um you know he would follow his dad around 
he would um he would, he's always in the falcon his dad um taught him how to fly he's sitting in his dad's lap he wants to go on missions his dad leaving is is you know traumatizing to him he has a great relationship with lando lando has um you know knew this kid's going to get into trouble so he hid a pistol for him in yes, the in this it's awesome all of this stuff to me it's like i just feel like it's you know why give me this information if not to sort of like f- fully sort of flesh right. out this character yeah Be like well exactly he, he yeah he he was just you know he had this power that he didn't want didn't know what mm-hmm. to do with mm-hmm. it ended up sort of ultimately corrupting him but all he ever wanted to do was fly around on that ship with his dad and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if uh yeah he has a little fake out death and then ends up being a, a badass outlaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he you know, goes to unknown regions or something, I don't know. Right, right. So Ray goes with him? I, th- I think, so I was talking to Tim about it and it's like, if we want to go into like sort of silly film predictions, then what what I can see happening, um, and obviously, I don't know, it probably won't happen, but I think it would be quite fun is if there is some sort of fake out where everyone thinks that he's died so that, you know, that resolves that in the eyes of the, uh, because we all know that the rebels will beat the first order. There's this, that's, we know how that goes. Mm-hmm. So. You hear, but, heard it here first. The first order is going to lose. Yes, exactly. Spoiler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's not going to be a scene where like, you know, Ben Solo gets arrested and sits in a cell and has a, a you know, a, like a it's not a courtroom drama that's not what we mm, have here mm-hmm. he's not going to go to prison or get executed or anything like that attorney um, yeah so <clears throat> there'll be some sort of like sacrificial um death on his part but he doesn't actually die i sort of like compared it to you know the end of um dark knight rises mm-hmm. where you think like batman he he flies out to sort of like um so the nuke is away from gotham and everyone thinks he's dead, but he's actually um, having a great life in Italy with um, Catwoman or whatever. And it's like Alfred in the end sort of sees him and is happy that he's now like doing his mm-hmm. own thing. And I think that everyone probably thinks so. There's some sort of like sacrificial um, death and everyone thinks he's dead. And then at some point the um, force connection reignites and that's how Ray knows that, um, that he hasn't died and that's there's a there's a way then for her to find him mm-hmm. because they have that, they have that force um, bond, but that's just me sort of spitballing there. So I'm, just- I'm sorry. I just had this. I had this flash of as you're describing this. I had this flash of like the final scene being her touching the falcon find down him. and open the door, opening the door to let him on the board. And she's like, welcome yeah. home. Yeah, that, that, like, welcome <laughs> home, Ben, because like his dad said, we're home, yeah. Chewy. So welcome home, Ben. Yeah. I just had that flash. For yeah. sure. And I think a lot of people will be like, oh, that's too cheesy. That's too... I'm sorry. You know, did you see the end of like, Return of the Jedi? Yeah. It's like, that's what we need. That's what guys. we need. Come this on, happy it's... ending. Yes. That's what Star Wars is. Yeah, happy ending. It's yeah. not going to be, you know, I think, yeah, you're, you're, you haven't been paying attention if you think this thing is not going to have a happy ending. So... Well, I think, though, other people, sometimes people want it to be more gritty or more realistic. And for me, that's really problematic because, again, this is Star Wars. It's not billed yeah. as your gritty, realistic police drama. You no, know? It's not crime and punishment. It's yeah. not. Um, yeah, that's that's not 
but the, these stories are not designed to hold a mirror up to society. Um, mm. And that's important to remember because there aren't, and there's a reason why you don't see sort of um, like actual legal consequences to, to mm. any actions in just like you, it's a, it's a slippery slope to start saying, well, you know, um, he should be arrested and tried. And it's like, well, where do you draw the line? I mean, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, you see Cassie and Andor in Rogue One, mm-hmm. like, you know, do yeah. some pretty suspect um, sort of things, I, I kill think people on his I think that's the point too, to sort of muddy the waters a little bit so that yeah. it's more, so Ben's action in turn, Ben's actions in turn are not mitigated exactly, but they're, they're, you could see where that could happen. And I was, I think yeah. it was your last podcast where your husband made the comment that potentially Ben could be a double agent. And part of me is yeah. like, Oh, that would be really cool. And then my next thought was that's too easy. But yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. it 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 would address some of the concerns I think that some people have in the fandom. To me, it's too easy. To yeah. me, I want it to be harder. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, I would it's walk a way out. out. Yeah, it's a way out, and, and I think we should consider yeah. it right. But um, yeah, to me, it was. I was like, ah, too easy. I, I like it. I'm not being critical. Yeah. I like it. It's just too easy. Yeah. So, um, I'm not I, sure if I, 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 I <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure about the crossover between ET and uh, Jurassic Park. Oh. But hey, props for creativity. <laughs> props. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, you know, Elliot working for Indian. <laughs> I thought that was. Uh... <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's that's absolutely just, brilliant. That's just my own little fantasy. No, that's I awesome. Those in my head <laughs> yeah you should you should totally write that fan fiction i would read it i would read it and i would i would give you kudos and i would comment on every chapter um no i think it's amazing but um just kidding around kidding around but i i just thought that that was an interesting kind of uh, thought process and it's one that had crossed my mind as well that potentially he was he was a double agent but I, it's, it's too easy in my head um I don't know why I have a desperate desire for it to be hard, but I do. Um, yeah. You know. I think a lot of fans sort of want to, um, I think they they like probably have an internal struggle of, of rooting for someone who's done bad things. And yeah. so they were like, well, okay, if, if it ends like this, then it's either I won't feel bad, um, like, you know, supporting him or, or, mm-hmm. or rooting for him. And, and I'm just of the mind, I think it's, um, it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, I fantasy think, myth, fairy tale in space. Yeah. So I think it's not. There's the, 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 the those rules don't apply, and so he can kill his dad and then feel bad about it and change and mm-hmm. decide to be good, and he can then have a happy ending or an ending where he doesn't have to be killed, and that's right. fine. And I don't. Well, I, yeah. Well, there is. There's also the thought. Part, you're right. It's not a mirror on society, but the the flip yeah. side of it is, with fiction, it's telling a tale that's kind of bigger. And yeah. And the point of a character like Kylo Ren, in part, is to demonstrate that you can do bad things, but you can come back from them. Yeah. In my head. That's part of the point of someone like Kylo Ren. Even if you are really bad, you can be redeemed. Now, that having been said, do I think Phasma's redeemable? No. I don't think Phasma's redeemable because she doesn't want to be redeemed. No, exactly. She made that clear. Yeah. She doesn't want to be redeemed. Um, did you read the Phasma novel by chance? No, no, I didn't. Um, um, but I hear good things about it. Um, it tells you a lot about Phasma 
I hate that woman. Um, <laughs> but um, there is a um, a book coming out about Galaxy's Edge about V. Marathi, who's the oh. main character in in Phasma. So I'm really actually looking forward to reading that book because okay. I'm interested to see like V and the Rogue Stormtrooper. That yeah. That, you know, so anyway, it might it, it might be worth picking up if you got an extra little okay. bit of extra time. You might find it interesting, yeah. um, but it will not make you mourn Phasma's death more. Uh, that I can promise you, no. you will not mourn no. her passing anymore. And um, by the way, do you think she's actually dead? Um, yeah, I think I think she is, um, but I think they have left themselves enough wriggle room. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring her back and and just to kill her, I guess again. <laughs> so, I think yeah, Ryan I think, Johnson's just she was the Kenny of the series, and I'm like, you're not wrong. You're not uh, wrong. No, and that, it wouldn't bother me at all if if she did um, come back. I think the they made a point of showing um, Rose shoot her, and her sort of her the blast the um, sort of bolt bounces off her armor. So I well, think then I, I guess it's like it could be fireproof. Who well, knows? I wouldn't be surprised. If do you want me to spoil what it's actually made of? It's oh, from the book. Um, her her armor is actually made of the hull of a Naboo spaceship. That oh, she, really? Yeah, she crafted it. So it's wow. actually made from the armor of a spaceship. So yeah, okay. it's pretty... It's pretty resilient, yeah. And and yeah. the point that Frankie and Melissa made was eh, her armor's from a spaceship. Yeah, her face might get scarred up, but she could survive falling into a pit of fire. Oh, and, sure. and I think that Ryan Johnson sort of desperately left, not desperately, deliberately left that open in case J.J. wanted to bring her back. And let's be honest, yeah. Gwendolyn Christie is really fun on the press tour, so... She is so fun. And I love Brienne of Tarth because I'm mm-hmm. a big Game of Thrones fan. Mm-hmm. And so... A lot Lord of people Wednesday. are. I I have not ever picked up on Game of Thrones. Just Ooh. have not. Hey. Have not. That's fine. Once yeah. season eight's done, if you have a few weeks spare and you want something like shocking and and you oh, know dear. awesome, then <laughs> <laughs> I can do that, huh? It's I can not pick for it up everyone. On. It's not. It's not for everyone. But I um, have. I have heard, things I've heard about great. it make it make me think it's probably not exactly for me, but um, I have also heard really good things about it too. So I might have to just read a couple just, of the it's, books. It's just and see, practical television at its best. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, that's it. Hey, and you know what? That there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no, wrong with that. Well, is there anything that you wanted to really touch on with, with the concept of Raylo that we haven't sort of touched on? We've had a kind of a free range discussion, but I think it's been fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anything that you wanted to speak to specifically about our two favorite characters, or I assume they're your favorite characters, they're mine. Yeah. Well, essentially, uh, yeah, from the um, sequel trilogy, they are. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it's or something that sort of struck me um in the sort of reviews of the last jedi and the sort mm-hmm. of general reaction and even from from those who who sort of are like quite vitriolic against the last jedi it's like they all point to the um sort of the scenes between um ben and ray as the best parts mm-hmm. of the film mm-hmm. and i think that's a recurring theme and it's a recurring comment that i've heard it's like oh i didn't like canto bite but everything with ray and ben or ray and kylo ren or whatever was great and um yeah i i just 
would be shocked if they spent so much um like time and uh sort of effort building up this relationship and and creating these really sort of compact complex uh sort of well-rounded and brilliantly portrayed characters just to sort of off one of them or have ray kill him or or, or it did or have it be sort of you know um her versus him mm-hmm. um yeah it would be a, a monumental waste and mm-hmm. um it would it would for sure shock me mm-hmm. um and also i think now that i don't know if you saw the sort of um leaked poster which i th- is it it's not the poster I, mean, I, I think it's a draft of a poster. I think it's a draft yeah, I, I, of like a merchandising poster. For sure the, the, yeah, exactly. I think that what someone's just put together, like from the character sheets, they've pulled the pictures. I think the pictures are legit, but in that configuration, uh, I don't buy it. Um, that's I don't. Think I that's think it's a draft. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I think, a, but yeah, I think it's a draft. But they've what that. Um, sort of draft um, has confirmed and I think a lot of us have suspected this anyway is that the Knights of Rent will be in episode mm-hmm. 9 mm-hmm. and I think if anything that sets up a, you know um, sort of what I have spoken about in the past and there's a potential it's like well people are hankering for like you know these sort of lightsaber jewels and it's like I don't think it's gonna I don't think the big one is gonna be between Ben and Ray, but the two of them versus the Knights of Ren there you go. There's, Do you uh, think the force big... back was a force forward in TFA? Because um, I've kind of thought that. I don't think it was intended to be, but I think that they could repackage it as that if they right. wanted to. They could break it. Yeah, exactly. We haven't. It hasn't come to pass, or we we haven't seen it. Um, right. But you know, it's. I think probably when they filmed it, they probably. I don't know. I don't think they intended that to be like in the um, like a uh, future scene or whatever. Yeah. But for sure, it, I it, could, it, it, for whatever reason, I could just see like whatever his name is, Ren, attacking yeah. Ray, and for whatever reason, she's not able to defend herself, and Kylo kills him. Like one of yeah. his compatriots yeah. from since forever, he kills him, and is like, "You come after her, you're coming after me," and then maybe potentially they turn on him because he killed one of them and it's Ben and Ray fighting together again. Yeah. You know, I, I, could... 100%, I think that the, them fighting back to back is, <sighs> is, you know, like it, it instantly became iconic Star Wars yes. moments. Yes. And who would not want to see that? but played out against opponents with lightsabers. Presumably the, the Knights of Ren have lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, we, we're going for the, the story, but, you know, it, it has to have some spectacle. And mm-hmm. um, I can definitely see that being a set piece um, mm-hmm. because I just do not buy Kylo Ren or Ben Solo being the big bad of um, episode nine. It's It's not... Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's not how it's going to go. I don't think. I could see so him. They're like, oh well, they've lost Snoke, so now it's it's you know he's that's it. He's, he's in charge. We have yeah. to take him down. It's like, no, yeah, no. no. He ended. Look at the way he ended the film. He wasn't sat on a throne, you know, sort of he's like relishing his, this. He's opportunity. on his knees crying in a pool of light. I don't. Okay. Yeah, that's All not. Is, you know, 
dad the paws dice yeah so that like, disappear in his hand and he clutches his empty fa- okay it's not the fans that are like woobifying ben solo it's the creators okay. <laughs> we're Friendly. just saying what they're telling us and and yeah. i mean we're not telling any lies it's, and, it's all there on and the when, he, when he comes running out as a naked two-year-old screaming uncle Wawo. I mean, it's not yeah. us. It, they wrote it in no. the books. I didn't write it. They wrote it. Talk to no. Daniel Jose Elder. I think that's who I wrote that book. But anyway, I just, mm, come on now. Come on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so people are yeah. just. Um, he won't be doing much ruling, I don't think. No. <laughs> a lot of you know, I, Yeah, I think, I think we've got about a year gap between the two. And uh, there are a variety of reasons I think that. But um yeah, I, I just don't see him being the the bad guy. No, I think he's going to be yeah. a conflicted guy, and then and then becomes a good yeah. guy. But I don't know. It's, it's I'm so think, excited. I know, so I know. I think I'm what I'm looking forward to um, the most um, for like in terms of like the the Raylo um, aspect of the sequel trilogy is after Episode Nine, everyone being able to have like a conversation about the trilogy complete and mm, yeah. how it worked out. We'll have to and, do this again. Whether or not they did a good job. Exactly. As opposed to what is happening now is, you know, it's yeah. sort of people butting heads about whether or not X, Y, and Z is going to happen. Mm. And it's like, well, you know, it's... We're going to get what we're going to get. Gonna but, gonna yeah. wrong. Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm just excited. Uh, and it, I'm excited, but at the same time, um I'm dreading it. I think Me too. And not because yeah, I'm dreading yeah. it. And not because uh, I'm scared it might not go the way I want it to. Um I I don't really so I'm not wired that way. Yeah. But um I'm just dreading it because it's I feel so emotionally invested and I think it's because Star Wars is like such a big like deal in my life. And I, we were talking before we started recording about Endgame. Mm-hmm. That I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. And like, but I know there are probably people going into that, like, they'll feel, they'll feel like sick to their stomach about what they're about to see. And I get that. Yeah. But for me, that's, I'll be sat there, episode nine, uh, sort of midnight screening, yeah. and I'll feel unwell. Yeah. It's, okay. And I was the same before The Last Jedi, so. So, okay, so it is um, April 7th when we're recording this, and yeah. Star Wars Celebration is coming up this weekend, so yeah. we... I'm expecting a trailer. Are you expecting a trailer? Same. So I'm expecting a title, a trailer, and a poster. Yes. Okay. 100%. I agree. Okay. So those are the things I'm expecting from Celebration. Do you think we're going to get to see the trailer on the big screen in front of Endgame on the 25th, 26th? Oh, uh, that would be worth the price of admission. I know, itself. right? Yeah. To not see so. it on the small Why monitor, not? to see it on the big, be like, yep, no problem. I'll well, give you another 20 bucks. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. I mean, Endgame is projected to, like, make the most money ever. So yeah. that's a lot of people that you're going to be marketing to. And you're all owned by the same people. It's yes. like it'd be a wasted opportunity to not yes. put it in front of Endgame. I for hope sure. so. I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and I'm going see... to sit in the biggest screen, I think, oh, in London. You? Apart, Yeah, that's not on IMAX. So oh, it, wow. it would be, like, you know, the... Um, sort of the cherry on top to have um, yeah. episode nine. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to call it... In, episode nine as well yeah yeah um i i'm going to see it on a very large screen it's not 
it's um it's a different dimension than the IMAX screen. It's actually slightly wider yeah. than the IMAX screen, but the actual square footage is very, very similar. And it's got really yeah. nice sound and all that stuff. So I'm very excited about that. And we're going for, yeah. you will have already seen it by like a day and a half before I see it because it doesn't sure. get released until Friday here in the States. So Thursday night, they have 6 p.m. showings. We're going to skip those okay. because kids. And then yeah. um, we're <laughs> take the kids to school on Friday, and then we're going to go at like 1030 in the morning. But it's a three-hour movie, so we're probably not going to be able to pick the kids up from school. Like, my stepson's going to have to pick the kids up from school yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of that. But... So I'm watching it after work. Um, so oh, I would have been at work all day. And then it's okay. um, you can handle three it. hours. And exactly for us, it's like... We have um, like between twenty or to thirty minutes of trailers and adverts before the film starts. I, see. I think it's yeah because I remember I watched um, Infinity War at Disney Springs at the oh, AMC theater there. Nice. Yeah, so um, so that'll be like fun. So it's like it'll be like three and a half hours of sat in the the cinema, and then I have work the next day. Um, but yeah, I, I, episode nine we've already all discussed it, and we're like has to be a midnight screening mm-hmm. it just has to be just because it's yeah. like i won't be able i won't be able to to function knowing that people have already seen it like mm-hmm. when i could have seen it and i haven't yeah um, um yeah well i've already made plans for that weekend so i'm gonna go i'm going to go thursday night for because i can't yeah. not go thursday night and yeah. then i'm going to drive a couple of hours from home and go see it on friday as a daytime matinee with a couple of friends of mine in Charleston, South Carolina. And then um, Frankie's going to be in town with his family and Melissa and Frankie and I are going to go again on Sunday. And then we're going to podcast after that with our like reaction on Sunday. So, you know, it will be a third viewing and I'm just praying. I don't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't hate it. If I had to, um, predict anything i think that will will enjoy will it'll probably be the most watched in the cinema of the sequel trilogy yeah well, I, was, I watched Force awakens four times in I the cinema. Too. i watched last jedi five i only um, saw it three <laughs> but yeah yeah so i think i, I think yeah. um mine will will beat the both of them yeah so. i i have a sneaking suspicion i'll see it at least five maybe six but um yeah I, i'm currently just trying to decide if i'm going to the opening night if i'm gonna be brave enough to wear my save ben solo shirt um oh i wear, I wear mine just everywhere and i actually, i've actually had compliments from like mm-hmm. unlikely people as well so yeah. i got a lot of compliments i wore it in um hollywood studios last year on um i did the too. revenge of the fifth and um, I wear it around in London all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I occasionally get a, a sort of like a cool T-shirt sort of mm-hmm. comment, which yeah. you know, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. yeah, I had, yeah. I wore mine when I went to, Ga- when I went to um, Hollywood Studio as well and had my picture made with Kylo Ren with my safe Ben Solo yeah, T-shirt on. So um, <laughs> I was like, if I do this, I'm going to make this like my profile picture forever. So... Yeah, yeah, it's my Twitter picture, and it will probably remain my Twitter picture for the next ten years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've had some other pictures made, but mm, I like that one. So <laughs> no, it's a good picture. For sure. Yeah, I I love it, and and I told him that his mother was disappointed in him and that he needed to come home. <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, like just to sort of tie all of this up, I think there's so much 
evidence um, like outside of the films yes. that suggests that this is where it's going. Yes, I agree. Well. And that's one of them. It's like just the interactions um, at the Disney parks and the way um, the these characters are marketed mm-hmm. and the the fact that you know they um, they were very quick to to sort of like dispel the the idea that um, they're setting up a romance between Finn. And Ray. Yes, absolutely. And I yeah. just thought, like, well, if if they weren't going that way, then they would have come out and said by now for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just I think it's like, well, you know, there's they're obviously limited as to what they can say because ultimately they want us to go and watch the film, so they don't right. want to spoil it. And, and they don't is... want to turn anybody off. They want the butts in the seats. Oh, yeah, exactly. And this is like an important part of the story, and they can't. And and they, you know. Obviously, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo is is um, one of the, it's like you know one of the main characters of the sequel trilogy, yeah. but he's barely in any of the trailers because he's a the man is spoiler. a spoiler. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> you're sort yeah. of very limited as to sort of how much of him you can show in and stuff without yeah. spoiling where the story is going. Yes. Um, so no, they they're really protective over this story, and and they sort of they're really believing it, but they believe in it and. Um, and they want it to resonate with audiences, and I think on a whole it does. Yes. Um, but of course, you know, there's always um, very like you know, sort of the loud minority that, um, and it's okay to sort of. There's nothing wrong, I think, with with not like rooting for them as a couple. I think that's you know that's it's your prerogative. It's, it's mm-hmm. sure. You know, it's, yeah, you're not obliged to to you view film to like that it. way. Or, yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, but I, I think the sort of um, like concerted effort to to like dismiss um, an entire group of educated, uh, well-read people as just fourteen-year-old um, Twilight fans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is is um, laughable. <laughs> so, in the yeah. face of of yeah. the evidence and the fact that these films have been directed and written by men. Yeah, I think, yeah, the other thing that sort of annoys me is when I just sort of get brushed off with like, oh, well, you just find Adam Driver hot. Okay, yes, I do find him attractive, but two things can be true at the same time, right? I can find Adam Driver attractive, and I'm supposed to find Adam Driver attractive, right? They they picked him for a reason, so I can find him attractive, and at the same time find the story interesting and find where it's going interesting. So I don't, one does not preclude the other. Um, and no. it's, and you know, I am, I'm a middle-aged woman. You are not going to try. I mean, basically I'm a cat. I'm going <laughs> to do what I'm going to do. Right. There's no, <laughs> there's no making me no. do anything. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's kind of where I am with it. So I, I just find this fascinating and I'll be honest the sequel trilogy and all of this stuff brought me back into the Star Wars fandom. It really did. For sure. It brought yeah. me back. And no, I'm very grateful for that yeah. as well. So that's my thing. And and I, I kind of think with with Ben and Ray, a lot of it is this connection is so soul deep. I just, I have a hard time. I mean, romantic might not be enough of a connection because uh, literally these people are singing so each it's other's much minds. Yeah, yeah, it's much bigger than that. I think that's one aspect of it. Um, just because these films to have sort of dramatic stakes, um, to have it as like a, a platonic relationship, would just fall short of that. 
Um, so romance is the step above that. So, and I think that's where it sits. Um, but yeah, their relationship is, is a lot bigger than are they going to get married and have babies? Um, yeah. And it's a lot more important. And, um, you know, the sort of it'll have a, a larger and more lasting impact on on the universe, mm-hmm. um, the universe. Yeah, of course. So, and I think they've done a, um, a brilliant job so far. And, I think so too. Um, yeah yeah can't wait to see it Uh, cool very cool well thank you for coming on and talking to me this has been so much fun uh we've been at this for an hour and 20 minutes so i could continue talking but we probably should stop (laughs) and um and anyway but i do i would love to talk to you again about this um especially after episode nine because hello that is going to be truly interesting territory um and do what (laughs) have like a little victory party yes that's what we're gonna do we're gonna have yeah. drinks and snacks <laughs> and we're gonna you know, know. eat our popcorn and discuss how wonderful we thought it was and uh, exactly or maybe even maybe even a jedi mind trick so anyway <laughs> those would be good right jedi mind tricks yeah. all right but thank you so much for coming on i generally say okay. may the force be with you at the end of the podcast same, same. great minds and all that yes Yes. Wonderful. All right. Thanks y'all for tuning in and we will be back here on say when, uh, sometime after star Wars celebration, I'm sure to gush about the trailer and the poster and the title and all those things. And then we'll have to gush again about end game or not gush, depending on how it ends. And, um, anyway, like I said earlier, may the force be with you. Bye. Bye. Bye.